Section 3. Producing a Paragraph Plan For this section of the podcast, you should refer to the sequencing sheet, sheet 2, and the example plan, sheet 3. Having decided on a task, it's important to spend a little time sketching a paragraph plan. It was disappointing to see only a handful of plans in the recent higher prelim. You don't earn marks for a plan, but it's there to keep you right and to remind you where your essay is going. By spending one or two minutes planning, you can avoid getting halfway through your essay only to discover you don't have enough to say. Remember, whilst this podcast bases the essay plan upon Shakespeare's Othello, the method of planning is universal. You don't need to know the play to understand the planning process presented here. As I've suggested a six-paragraph essay, with an introduction, conclusion and four main paragraphs, all you have to do is is to consider how to fill the four main paragraphs. The key here is to think of your chosen text as a series of key events. Throughout the text there will be important incidents and it's important to show the examiner you're aware of these. The sequencing sheet I've drawn up for Othello is an example of a text broken down into key events. To show sufficient knowledge of the text, you should try to select events that cover the beginning, middle and end of the text you've studied. If you haven't already done so, I would suggest drawing up a sequencing sheet for the prose and drama text you've studied. This is a more useful revision aid than rereading the text a number of times. It's a good visual of where the key events are and how the text progresses. The sequencing sheet can also be used to direct your revision and plan your revision timetable. You can break up your time to look at particular key events, noting down important quotes and main points about the writer's specific use of characterisation, setting and other literary techniques within each section. For this plan, you should look at drama question 1. Here it is again. Choose a play in which the main character is in conflict with a family member or a close friend or a fellow worker. Show how the dramatist creates a conflict and discuss to what extent it is successfully resolved by the end of the play. The first thing you should do is jot down the key terms from the question. You can see these on the planning sheet as follows. Conflict, fellow worker, how dramatist creates conflict, resolved by end. In this plan I've decided on fellow worker as I'll be writing about Iago's conflict with Cassio. Whilst this might seem unusual, as Othello is Iago's main victim in the text, it is Iago's secret conflict with Cassio which demonstrates, at an early stage, his cunning, as well as paving the way for a successful campaign against Othello. Now, there's only three minutes to jot down this plan. An excellent knowledge of your sequencing sheet is vital here. If you have this, all you must do is pick out four key events from throughout the play to form the focus of your main paragraphs. You would jot down the numbers 1 to 4 to represent these paragraphs. It's the second part of the question which tells us one key event from the text we must use. Show how the dramatist creates a conflict and discuss to what extent it is successfully resolved by the end of the play. On the example sequencing sheet, the key events from the final scene of the play are in bold. You would write them next to the number 4 in your plan. As this is an event from the end of the text, you would probably want to pick an event from the start. This would show your knowledge of the entire text, as opposed to one section. The opening scene, therefore, becomes the focus of paragraph 1. It is here, after all, that Shakespeare reveals why Iago desires conflict with Cassio. You're beginning to see the basic skeleton of the plan now. All you need is a focus for two more main paragraphs. In Othello, Act 2 is the one in which Iago reveals how he will successfully take on Cassio, and also where we see the initial fruits of his labour. 
These sections, once again, are in bold in the sequencing sheet. You would jot them down onto your paragraph plan beside numbers 2 and 3 to complete it. If you have time, you would try to jot down, next to each of the main paragraph notes, some techniques you would examine and also the first few words of the quotes you might use to demonstrate your intimate knowledge of the text. You can see these notes in the paragraph plan. You've hopefully seen, as you've followed the planning process, that the major events of the play have been included. The opening, the ending and two crucial actions, including the turning point, have been incorporated. If you were to write a response based entirely on one section of a text, you would struggle to show your understanding of the text as a whole. Of course, some questions demand that you focus almost exclusively on one section, but unless directed specifically to do so, you should remember to build your paragraphs from different parts of the text. Section 3 Activity don't panic if all this seems too new to you. What you should try to do is practice jotting down plans for some essay questions. The first step, obviously, is to drop a sequencing sheet. If you don't have one already, do this now. When you have a sequencing sheet, pick a task from either the prose or drama sections from the extract of the question paper on sheet 1. Note the key points from the question and, beside the numbers 1 to 4, the key events you would look at in response to the task. A good plan would cover a range of key events from throughout the text and would be accompanied by appropriate techniques and quotes. If you find this difficult, you know that you will have to revise certain sections of your text more rigorously. The next part of the podcast will walk you through the main sections of the critical essay. Section 4. Critical Essay